Welcome to the Shaky Experience. My name is James Richard Lane. Today, July 13th, 2020, we will be speaking volume with Denver Mayor Michael Hancock. Hello, Mayor Hancock. Welcome to the show. James, glad to be with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Touching on COVID, what is the latest update on the virus and what are some steps that you and your team have implemented to keep our communities as safe as possible during these times? Well, James, thanks for asking. You know, this has uh, been a monumental task. So we shut down the city, right, with uh, mid-March uh, after acknowledging that uh, we were, uh, of course, vulnerable to the pandemic and needing to protect our residents as best we could. Uh, one of the first cities in the country, uh, quite frankly, to issue stay-at-home orders and to begin to uh, try to protect our residents. Um, this, I think, has helped Denver and the state of Colorado, quite frankly, to uh, kind of get on the other side of the curve as quickly as possible. We are there. Uh, we have been considered one of the stable uh, cities and states in the country right now in the midst of spikes. But we do have some reason to be concerned. We are seeing our, our positivity rates uh, climb. Um, since flattening the curve, we've gone from uh, just over 3% of our uh, daily testing numbers to uh, you know, just over 4%, which is a concern for us. And that happened within about 30 days. Um, hospitalizations have remained steady, although we're seeing a bit of a bump, but we're in good shape with regards to that, as well as our, uh, unfortunately, our death rate uh, has remained steady in terms of uh, the fact that we've been able to slow the rate of, of deaths. So we, we are in good shape but we have reason to, to move in and monitor and be cautious and to continue to require and, and to uh, really, really encourage people to wear masks, practice social distancing and to wash their hands uh, very regularly. Awesome. Yeah, I know I certainly feel very safe here and it does seem like Denver is taking a lot of steps being proactive as possible during these times. So lots of businesses have closed down permanently. Some are finally able to start reopening. After months of being closed, what would you say is the current timeline looking like for businesses in our city to fully open again? Well, James, one of the things that we've seen around the country where states and cities are spiking is that they opened up too fast um, and you know without a lot of the safeguards and I and I really like the way uh, the state and cities in cooperation with the state have slowly but surely properly analyzed properly assessed how to open up our businesses uh, within our cities and and um, and so while we don't have a destination timeline in terms of you know date certain that this type of business will be open I like the process we're employing in Colorado. That is, you know, we issue requests for, for um, you know, waivers. Uh, we issue requests for review. Uh, the state, the cities have to propose it after we've done our assessment and the state um, reviews it once we submit it. So those variances are either approved or denied, either at the city's county levels or at the state. But we're doing it in a way that's thoughtful so that we have plans in place on how to keep people safe when they're in their businesses. And I think you see some of that here in Denver where you see us opening up um, public right of way to give uh, patio seating for restaurants and, and allow people to be outdoors and not to have such dense sitting on the inside. So hopefully not only does it keep our, our patrons safe, but it also helps the businesses to survive. Absolutely. What do you foresee the future of sporting events, music festivals, and other larger social gatherings to look like yeah. after this pandemic? The hallmark of who we are here, right? Uh, we like to be outdoors, like to be active. We love our great live music, whether it's outdoors or indoors. We love our sporting events with seven professional sport teams here in uh, Denver metro area. 
And I'll, I'll tell you, James, I don't know what it looks like. I, I think that those, the, uh, those sporting events like baseball, for example, played outdoors, um, really can create some social distancing, uh, have a better chance of, of um, you know, quite frankly, uh, coming off and being played uh, than sports where you have a lot of physical contact. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the NBA goes off because I think that will be a precursor and a great uh, assessment tool for the NFL um, and, and to see how that goes. But uh, I think it's going to be a slow rollout in terms of how we involve fans in that experience. Um, for the most part, the NFL is one of the few sports uh, our leagues in the country that can survive probably at least one year without a lot of fans in the, in the stadium because of their TV contracts and the fact that most fans watch by TV anyway. Uh, so, it'll, you know, you can do that every Sunday and Monday night without ever going to a game. And, and I think uh, as a result, that they can survive. The question is how they will keep their athletes safe, quite frankly, with such physical contact. I agree. The protests around the United States have played a massive role within our country. What do you personally think of the protest and how may it be resolved where everyone feels heard? Yeah, you, I don't think you can live in this moment and not acknowledge that this is, these are historic moments right now. I'm awfully proud of the young people who took to our streets and said, I want my voice heard. I want our voices heard. I want the values of who we are heard, that we are a nation that still has deeply embedded and it's day-to-day life, systemic racism and bias built into it. And it plays out, unfortunately, in, uh, in our streets and in our interaction with police officers. Um, and, 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 you know, the reality is, is that those demonstrations um, have given America a chance to step back and say, you know what, um, we, we, we get a chance to rewrite the future of this nation and the, the, the interaction of our community with our police and to rethink about how we police our communities. Um, and it's, it's, it's been good to see most departments like the Denver Police Department say, you know what, status quo is not, not good enough anymore. We've got to find a way to better engage the public and hear them and then work to change our policies and our thinking and our interactions in a way that allows them to feel more healthy and, and more confident interacting with the police department. I think that's the power of this moment. Um, I'm proud to be living during this time. I'm proud to be mayor this time. Because if we can open the door to change those policies, as an African-American, uh, I know what it means to feel fearful of the police. I know what it means to feel targeted um, and, and to be profiled. Um, we get a chance to change some things. And I'm proud of the young people who have sounded the alarm. Uh, unfortunately, took the tragic death of George Floyd, Elijah McLean, and others uh, to, again, to wake this nation up to the uh, disastrous um, consequences in an unchecked system, a system that does not uh, move the change when, when there is truly pain and tragedy. Um, but here we are. So let's make the best of it. Yeah, I, I love that. It does feel like there has been some reform and some change within our communities since the, uh, these passings. And it feels like we are moving forward in the right direction, even in regards to uh, renaming the landmarks and some of the other things that I've seen online where we're kind of taking a step forward to embrace the change of racism and the leaders that we once historically idolized. Yeah, I think uh, I'm in the middle of reading um, um, Frederick Douglass, uh, a a prophet for change uh, by David uh, Bly, which uh, quite frankly, um, you know, demonstrates to us a system that has been in place since 
pre-emancipation proclamation, obviously with slavery, but a system that uh, continued to implement Jim Crow laws, even when slaves or you know uh, fugitive slaves got to the North. And, and the reality is, is that this system is so deeply embedded in who we are as America, Americans. And we, we've got to be willing to attack the disease of racism, the system of racism, the same way we've attacked COVID. And that is get into the laboratory, identify this virus for what it is, identify a, vac a vaccination, a vaccine, excuse me, for that allows us to begin to eject our society with that guard and, 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 and and hopefully move us all forward with a greater health and, and stability. And so that's really where I am today with regards to this. No more of this, you know, rhetoric, no more uh, laws that kind of mask the true system, uh, systemic problem that we have, the true virus. Let's go to the heart of it. Sure. So global warming is an ongoing issue our planet continues to face. What are some steps your administration has been doing to help stop the impact? Yeah, you know what? We, we have done a lot. When I became mayor, I, I recognized the need to really focus on sustainability because it not only is it about our environment and the need to slow global warming, but it's also about how do we make sure that it is um, environmentally, um, uh, you know, fair and, and that we bring equity, equity lens to this and sustainability allowed us to do that. As we went along, we learned that we need to do much more, that we got to dig deep. And so uh, last year I appointed a climate action task force that went about the process of, of taking a look at what Denver needs to do to really begin to truly attack uh, this issue of global warming and to bring about a reversal of a lot of the damage that we're creating. And I had that report and quite frankly, it's an insightful report um, they're, they're really calling on Denver to be very courageous um, and, and, and taking some steps to dramatically change uh, how we do business, but also how we can slow uh, global warming and the, you know, the, the, uh, the overabundance of uh, carbon emissions in our, uh, in, our, in, our, in our air. And so we're, we're going to take a look at that report. There are a lot of things that I'm anxious to get moving on. You're going to see us move on that. We have the new uh, climate uh, action and climate uh, uh, resiliency, sustainability, the action office. I, I always mess up the name, but I'm so excited about it that the team is going to be so focused on, on um, that effort uh, going forward. And they'll become the trustees of the strategies that will move forward. And this is a permanent office that will allow Denver to stay on this, even when I'm out of office, to continue to push um, these very important initiatives. That's really good to hear. Lastly, are there any positive mentions to give people hope during these tough times, Mayor Hancock? You know, uh, the, the best thing that I can do, and I know that um, as I talk with friends and family members, this is tough on all of us mentally and emotionally. And I think that the fact that we've all had our lives absolutely changed since March, really, uh, to this moment, we had hoped that uh, by now we would have, you know, figured this all out and, and returned back to some normalcy. If I can give any element of hope, one, there is a new normal, a new opportunity. I don't think it's going to be as suffocating as it is right now for us. We're going to emerge from this moment of suffocation, if you will. Um, but we got to do it together. And the reality is, is that if we're going to uh, continue to live together and to survive together, we've got to get through this moment together. And that is acknowledging each other's strengths as well as each other's uh, challenges and being willing to accentuate and complement where the other might be weak, and that is to hold each other up, but also hold each other accountable, um, to wear masks and to say, hey, wear masks, and when you wear it, you're protecting me. It, it says something to me that you care enough about me to wear a mask, and I appreciate that. So 
wear a mask, social distance, and wash your hands. And more importantly, let's hear each other. And um, I think if we do that, uh, James, together, we're going to get through these very difficult, challenging times. Awesome. I sincerely appreciate you taking this time, sir. And uh, thank you so much for your leadership. Oh, absolutely, my man. Thanks. Sorry again for being late. We got oh, no, you're totally good. <laughs> cool. Well, have a good one. Take care. Take care, James. Bye. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. If you have any questions, feedback, or recommendations of who I should have on next, reach out to me on Instagram at JamesLane1989 or Twitter at JamesLane, Lane with two E's. Have a great week. And as always, please support your local animal shelter.